Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Haley. And I'm Gina Marie. Hello, everybody. Hey, everyone. Hello, hello. It's nighttime. Ooh, good evening good from us. Good evening. This is the <laughs> second time we've ever recorded in the evening hours. Well, and it is very bizarre right now because daylight savings time. So dark. It gets dark so early. I, I don't know. know how I feel about it. Ex- I know. Except though that I'm okay with it because I know that in other places it gets dark. It gets dark way earlier. Oh, yeah. And so here, what time is the sunset? 530? Um, 5.45? Something like that. Too early. What about if we lived in Alaska? It'd be very interesting. So dark for I so wonder long. how that, that messes with people's like emotions. Well, I think there's a lot of studies on it. Because it's also not just... And then it's sun, sunlight all the time, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's dark all the time. I know. And I recently saw something online, which I don't know if this is true or not. I need to do some more research. But it says that Texas might be considering um, getting rid of daylight savings. I would love that. I don't know why it took this long for someone to think about that. I actually forget why we did it in the first place. I heard it was the farming the farming mm-hmm. for the crops. and I'm sure for the sun, right? Like when you like wake up, and the, it is very bad for our circadian rhythm, like for our internal biological body clocks. Doing that to very it confusing. is not is not good for it. it. Takes a lot of time, I believe, to recover from that. Well, so that's why I say I love it because I do think our bodies would just stay more in sync. Not that I don't love getting an extra hour of sleep when we fall I back. I love it. Yet I also love waking up and it being sunny. Agreed. However, it is challenging when it's 6 p.m. and it's dark out. Yes. And um, then I don't want to go anywhere. I know. We have some mm. pros and cons here. If anyone is a uh, daylight savings expert or circadian rhythm expert, come talk to us. Um, Tell us what's up. Did you see our Instagram post for today? No. On Gene Spires? Show me. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. It I is think- <laughs> so... I was like, I think I did it's but now so I can't remember spot it. Spot on. It's oh, called yeah. Jomo. Jomo. Joy of missing out. Feeling content with staying in and deconnecting as a form of self care. Oh my God. Jomo. Jomo for life, please. Jomo for life. We miss the sun. We miss our evening. Jomo. Joy of missing out on the sun in the evening. Jomo. Okay. You know what I actually think? What? I believe Jomo. I could be wrong on this. I believe that was created here in Houston by Laura. She said Jomo years ago. What? And it is now becoming very popular on social media and everywhere else. Yet I know, and maybe she heard it from somewhere else. I would have to go to the source. Yet I, she said that years ago. But in, like, how did she say it? I in, like teacher training her in a thing. And she was like, oh man, I'm sad to miss out. What can we say that's above the line that's not, like, the fear of missing out? And she was like, the joy. The joy of missing out. Oh. Now, I could be wrong. And the heard well, it here first. Wow. Now it's on women's health. So, um. Holla. Congrats, Laura. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> she might even remember saying it. And I literally, when I started getting popular, I was like, oh. Mm. 
Okay, I see that. I've never heard this until today. You didn't hear it until today? Literally oh today I woke up and heard this. And I oh was like, wow, this is me. Wow, wow this is me. Wow, this is me. Wow. <laughs> it's me too. Oh, man. Too. Okay, everyone. Well, we have a TRL coming at you. TRL. And the question is from a lovely listener, as usual, because all of y'all are lovely. All of y'all are lovely. Shout out to Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Coming in hot. Love you, girls. Yes, because of this question. Do you remember teaching your first yoga class? What was it like? Mmm. Mmm. No. Okay. I, Great <laughs> answer. <laughs> Did not see that coming. I knew you wouldn't. I made a funny. No, I really, I, I really believe there was like the experience of blacking out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of like it was such a whirlwind mm-hmm. and moved so quickly. Oh, gosh. That I don't. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you or remember what I said. Mm-hmm. What I do remember though is how I felt, mm-hmm. and I and I have a very vivid image in my brain of standing at one point at. Bless you for sneeze on the podcast. Ooh. Congrats! I get goosebumps all over my body every time I sneeze. Wow! Isn't that wild? Like I'll be sun tanning. I'll be laying out in the sun. And I, if I sneeze, I get goosebumps never to me. all over my body. Wow. Fun fact. Jomo. Jomo. <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> that doesn't work there. But I'm just, <laughs> just going to try to use it wherever I can. She's just going to keep throwing it out there. It's a Jomo. See where it lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember how I body. felt. Yes. And I have a very vivid image of standing at Big Power Yoga in the big studio by one of the pillars mm-hmm. and the room was packed when we taught our first yoga class well I guess my first full yoga class mm-hmm. that's the one I'm remembering the room was packed and there were eight of us teaching mm-hmm. I think and so and I taught some A's and some B's yes and I remember standing by the pillar and like having one hand on the pillar being so sweaty yes. already and turning and looking out and I'm certain just screaming sun A's and sun B's like halfway left forward fold and just like with the biggest smile on my face mm. and I'm the experience of people following oh my gosh I know what I was saying <laughs> and and having like such an exhilarating experience about it and feeling so happy mm. and so connected and so passionate and so purposeful and yet not and also not fully remembering the what I said, what I did, if I got yeah. it right or I got it wrong. Yeah, and who cares? And who cares? Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, though, also being so depleted oh energetically. God. I know. It takes so much to teach. And that was something I had to learn was how mm-hmm. to manage my energy. Totally. To be able to not have to go home and sit on my couch and be like, whoa. I know. Sometimes I'm still having to learn that because I just yes. give so much in that room. Um well, I think we should first say that we are yoga teachers. For those of you just tuning in to She Inspires, mm-hmm. if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, we are yoga teachers. And um, my first teaching experience was exactly like Haley said. It was with Haley. And I don't remember much of it. The <laughs> yeah. only thing I do remember is that I must have been 
awkward or in my head because Nancy, our boss, came up behind me and whispered, relax, <laughs> in my ear. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess I am very uptight right now and probably not my normal self. Girl had to relax. So let me try to relax. I cannot tell you if I actually did. Do you um, remember what you taught? Yes, I taught grounding. Which thought. is very interesting because that is, uh, hmm. if I was thinking about my personality, I do have grounding aspects to me. However, um, I like more the fire of the practice. So I don't know what, how I did. I don't know how it went. Um, I did it though. And I remember feeling super proud of myself mm. and, um, super connected to, my friends who taught with me and yeah mm -hmm. and then I remember my first class I taught all on my mm -hmm. own yeah that one was even more of a whirlwind yeah I don't remember I don't, that one at all I don't remember mm -mm. I don't remember I do remember that that class though is the class where I left and I was on such I mean I'm sure on an endorphin high yeah. that I did that was the class I left and I went home and I thought oh, oh my god I don't know if I can like sustain this. Oh, I know. Type of energy mm -hmm. output all the time. And that's where now I've learned to be able to manage my energy in a way. Do less to have a bigger impact. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that we're not even doing the practice. No. Like imagine if we were doing the practice. No. Like when I go to Spain and those teachers are riding the bike. And creating what they're creating in that room, I mind is blown. <laughs> mind blown. Like I could bow down to them. I bow don't. Down. I think you under, do bow down. I do. To them. I do actually. I cannot get. I'm just shocking. Yeah. So the style of yoga that we teach, we do not practice mm -mm. while we teach. So we are. Um, well, we're seeing and being with the room. We are. And managing the energy. Oh, yeah. And that's what it takes as a leader and a mm -hmm. teacher. And uh, I remember in our teacher training when we did it, this is one of the... Again, I don't remember much from our teacher training either, I from know. my first 200 wow. hour. And uh, I all of them blend together for me now because I've done... Well, yeah, that's true. You've done every so many. Everyone since I know. then. Mm -hmm. that is, I don't remember a lot. And I have a couple of moments that I do remember. And one of the moments I remember standing up and sharing... And saying, teaching yoga is so much harder than I thought it would mm -hmm. be. And I didn't even mean harder. It's just it's more complex. Totally. There's so much to, to navigate, so much to manage in the room to create an experience that actually makes a difference for people. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is also what they do at Soul Cycle. Like they, they create a whole experience for people. And mm -hmm. it really takes something. Yeah. And I would say that like... Uh, the more complex, we're going to use that word, the more complex part of teaching is actually before and after mm -hmm. you're in that room. What do you do if you don't want to teach one day? Like if you had a, a I mean, this happens to me oh, often. Yeah. yeah. But I had a challenging day or a stressful day yeah. or are tired for some, like whatever reason yeah. it is. How do you show up? Well, one thing I do is I remind myself that when I get in that room, I'm always glad that I'm in that room. Correct. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like even on the days when I have to drag myself in there, 
I'm always happy to be in the room once I'm complete. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Um, what I do, and I don't, I don't know if I would recommend this to everybody, but I actually use what I am feeling and bring that into mm-hmm. my intention, that into what I want to create in the room, it, from a motivational, like an inspirational, right? Like asking yourself, what do I need today? Yes, and then teaching from that place. Yes, or like using what I'm experiencing to speak to something, but keeping it um, empowering as yes. opposed to like, let's say I was having a challenging conversation with someone and I was just straight up mad at them mm-hmm. um, as opposed to going into the room and just being like, well, this friend sucks and blah, 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 blah. Um, I would go into the room and talk about relationships or mm-hmm. listening or commitment or whatever it might be and then bring that into the room. Yes. Where, where you're over the bridge on it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Right, where you've crossed. Yes. <laughs> crossed over from the other side, out of the reaction into what did I learn? Yes. And then or just what am what I committed to? You were saying is that then it's speaking back to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's speaking right back to yourself. I didn't teach myself. Well, exactly. And we say, I mean, for yoga teacher training, stuff like that, it's like don't put shit in the space. Yeah. Anytime you come in with your shit and your stuff and you'll put it in the space for someone else, it's like, yes. get, get it off me. I don't want this. So it is, it really takes a, it takes something, it takes work to be able to shift yourself in a way to be able to go in and speak about something from an empowering place Mm -hmm. and not just a place of I'm annoyed or I'm frustrated or sad or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I go into the room with an empowered realness. Mm -hmm. What about you? I just also want to say you're authentic. Thank you're you. You're authentic and real and you talk straight with people. Yes, thank you. And it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Can not everybody doing that out there? Yes, everybody not pick everybody it up. Everybody doing it. Come on. Come pick on. Pick it up. Uh, I I also I uh If I'm having a day where I don't feel like teaching, I don't want to teach, or I'm struggling with something that's having me feel like I don't want to teach. I agree with you, Junior. I always, anytime. And I also, you know, leading 40 days meetings at big and mm-hmm. doing stuff like there are times where I led, I've led the last two 40 days. There's a 40 days is a yoga challenge program where we have meeting weekly meetings. And I've led the Monday night meetings, mm-hmm. which start at eight 30 yeah. and go till nine 30 oh on God, Monday, so which late. is technically my day off. Mm-hmm. And I go in and do it because what I have to remember is I freaking love those people. I know. And I get so uplifted by being with people, mm-hmm. whether it's teaching yoga, leading a meeting, doing teacher training. And so I do the same thing. I remind myself once I get there, literally for me, it's the minute I walk through the door. Yes. And I talk to one person and I'm restored. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm, I'm really reminded of my commitment to making a difference for people yes. in an instant. And so that's one way. Another way is I just deal with my own stuff first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really make sure if I know I'm teaching that night to to do my work, deal with my stuff, to be able to go in from a place that I am centered yeah. and powerful and being of service, not taking. Yes. And, uh, and doing that work is so important as a leader to mm-hmm. be able to show up for people in the way that you can be a space where they can receive yes 
where they can receive because at, at those times it's not about me. Mm-mm. And that's why I have to remind myself, this is not about me. And I have other avenues and other ways where I can go get myself restored and I can make it about me right. <laughs> when I need to. This time is not that. Yes, being of service will yes. definitely get you into the right headspace. Yes. You're so right. And you know, from a teaching perspective, actually I had a conversation with somebody about this today, is to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I remind myself that I don't have to give 180%. Uh, I know. That actually going in there and being myself, keeping mm-hmm. it simple, letting the practice be the thing that makes a difference for people. Right. And me just holding space. Right. Being grounded mm-hmm. will be the thing to make a difference. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you remember um, the time when you felt a drastic, um, uh, well, let's use the word shift, shift in your teaching when you were like, wow, I now am at a place where I feel solid in my teaching. Like, do you remember how long it took you to get there? I... It's like, yes, I do, and I couldn't pinpoint it exactly, Mm -hmm. yet I believe it took me two years. Yeah, it took me at least two and a half. I was going to say about two years. I remember a couple of things I remember, milestones that I remember doing Baptiste Level 1, and then a year later, I did, a year and a bit later, I did Baptiste Level 2. Yeah, I forgot you did those so close. Mm-hmm. And then I came out of that and was teaching a course this whole time. I'd been involved in teacher training and really developing mm-hmm. that way and like your leadership. And it was somewhere a couple months after Level 2, I think. So it was probably two and a half years, two years, two and a half years, where I felt the shift in where I'd, I found my voice. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's it. And I wasn't trying anymore Mm -hmm. I was just allowing like it wasn't work to quote-unquote plan my classes it wasn't work to deliver what I wanted to deliver upon it started just becoming who I am Mm -hmm. and that took a shift though from a lot of hours of training and teaching and leading yeah yeah I think yeah I was thinking about that when this question came up because for a very good while I felt awkward in my teaching, mm-hmm. even when I had my own class. Like, so what we do at Big is you have new teacher classes and you have that mm-hmm. for a period of time and and then you will have your own class mm-hmm. eventually, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember even when I got my own class for at least, at least a year, I felt so awkward um, and unsure of how to be myself in mm-hmm. that room. And now that's something I'm actually really proud of myself is I yes. do feel, I mean, of course there are times when I slip out of it, but I, most of the time in my room, I feel like myself. Well, and what I just forgot until just now, there was a time where you were going to step away from teaching. Oh my God, was Do you there? remember that? No, please tell me. Not teaching school, teaching yoga. Oh my God, Do you remember me, that? Right? No! Yes! You were literally, you were like, I just don't know if this is for me. Okay, did was this when I did I already have a class? Or was yes. this pre? You had a class. I had a class. Yes. Oh my god, y'all! I wish I could speak on this, but I don't remember it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad she doesn't remember. <laughs> I remember because I probably went in panic mode oh in the god, moment. Oh my god, I do not remember this. And it didn't last very long. 
I remember you just having some conversations and it, and it was, I think, stemming from just like you said, you just felt uncomfortable and you weren't certain on how you could get to a point where you could be yourself. Okay, I think like this is vaguely coming back to me. It I didn't last very long. It was a couple weeks, like two what weeks. You're talking about maybe. I think I do remember this. I think it was when you had. It might have been when you were still on the floor for five. Yeah, I think it was when you just. Oh got wow! In a class. Yeah, and look at me now. And look, no, literally, look, look at, at you now. now. Wow. Well, that's because you have a gift in teaching, Junior. Thank you. It's a gift. I do feel like I do have that gift. And it was a weird shift for me teaching adults. Because I teach kids, Mm -hmm. I I had to really adjust to that. And now I teach adults. Um, You know what's interesting? My whole life I thought I was going to teach kids. Mm -hmm. And then when I started teaching adults, I was like, oh no, this is it for me. This is it for you. Yes. Because you are a teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I always had the picture, because my parents are both mm-hmm. elementary school educators, mm-hmm. and I always had this picture that I would be teaching kids, and for a long time I was like, well, maybe I'll do kids yoga, do right. that. Um, yet when I started teaching adults, there was something that like clicked yes. in me. I was like, oh no, this is, right. this is the way that I get to support people. Oh yeah, and you do it so great. You do it so great. I think the other thing that's really interesting about teaching is the... Um, the other side of it is then the after class. Yes. And all the feedback you get. <laughs> Unsolicited and what you or think about solicited. yourself based on that feedback. Yep. And um, or who's in your class. Mm-hmm. And the feedback you get during class, which is yeah. usually not always, but generally nonverbal. Oh my god, I try to come in and talk today and ask people a question when I first walked in. <laughs> I first walked in. Nobody wanted to talk to me except for who was in there. Oh, Reggie was in there, so he like of course talked he's back. A doll. So finally, I was like, okay, everyone, I get it. Child's supposed to say a word <laughs> for sixty minutes. You don't have to talk to me. No, I will talk to myself. <laughs> no, people come in but and they yes, have their they faces. In. Yeah, you you have to learn how to manage um, your expectations of of people's expectations. Yes. And know that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Right. You're not going to be That's been a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning because my whole life I do know that, you know, I would seek approval. Oh, yeah. And like school and sports. Yes. And it would really, really upset me when somebody didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from me trying so hard to do my best. Right. It was like I hold a very high standard for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's still why I will get... And in teaching, this comes up all the time. Yet, when I get feedback, that is what the world knows as like constructive criticism. Like uh-huh. someone's like, "Hey, this didn't work well. You yeah. need to change this." I immediately, what I'm working on is not taking it personally. Because even when it comes from people I love, that I know, I know that's not their intention. Yet, I have this really deep-rooted individual and personal desire to just show up every time and. Do the best job yes. I can do. Yes. And when someone is like, hey, that part of the practice was not good. You need to change this. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't do a good job. I know. I know. And I feel I disappointed know. in myself mm-hmm. more than anything. Yet sometimes it comes off as me being like not accepting the feedback. Right. But it's just that I'm in my head about like feeling bad that mm-hmm. I didn't give what I know I can give. Mm-hmm. And- or what I think I should give. Well, yes, and sometimes it's the delivery, too. Yes. You know, it's the delivery, too. So, 
I understand that completely. It sure is. I think the last final thing that I need to say about this is um, I got some feedback from one of our friends, and um, I guess technically he would be our coworker. Yeah, he is our coworker, mm-hmm. Nathan. Um, I got some feedback maybe like two and a half years. It probably was when I felt that shift in myself, mm-hmm. actually. So two and a half years into my teaching, he came to my class and he had three questions he wanted to ask after my class. Basically, he not he didn't want to ask. He wanted to answer them, but he was going to ask me and then he was going to answer them. So number one was like, would I recommend this class for a new student? And he said... Yes, and then he said, would I take your class again? Would I pay $20 mm-hmm. for this class? Yes. The third question was, would I rearrange my schedule next week for your class? And I was like waiting for the yes because it had to have come. I was a yes for the first two. He said, no. <laughs> I was livid. I was so mad. I called mm-hmm. Haley. I was furious. I was like, how dare he? And it was the breakthrough in my teaching. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to show you. Yep. You're going to be rearranging your schedule. Yes, you will. And he has. So I think And he that, sure does now. I know. I think that that was the moment for me. There is. There's moments where that's where any type of feedback that we receive after class, all of it's valuable. Yes. And that's what I'm yes. learning and listening for. All of it can be valuable because Nancy gave me feedback, too about one of my classes and I also was I just hurt by it Mm -hmm. for no reason other than my own stuff of course yet I was so upset because what did she say remember it was something about it was around Christmas because she told me never to talk about Christmas decorations again in my yoga class and I said got it and then she said Basically what she was getting at, however she communicated to me, she was getting at that she was like, I have a bigger difference to make for people than what I was making in that class. Yeah. And she wanted me to go past surface into a deeper Mm -hmm. level of Mm -hmm. connecting with people and making a difference. And she was spot on. Oh my God. But we were livid. We were. Because you try, you work so hard at something and then you get to a point where you're like, wait, have I arrived? And then it's like. No, and actually we don't ever arrive as teachers. I know, I know. There's always something to learn and gain and grow into. I know, I know, but wow. those. I'm actually very curious too if right now we feel like we're ourselves in our teaching and we have our voice, if we'll feel differently two years from now. Oh, I'm sure. And then be like... Now we're we've arrived. Wow. In that. Well, and we'll have different things to talk about. We you sure know, will. I'm sure. So, what what a great question! What a great question. We love talking about yoga. Thank you so much. We love you guys. That was a great question from our Steamboat crew. Love you, babe. We love you. And uh, have a great week. Bye.